All right, it's our 300th episode, and you two have no idea what we're going to talk about, so let's get the conversation started. Hello, and welcome to Lexicon. It is Maddie, along with... Lexi. Dylan. And this is our 300th episode. Yes. Yay! Al- almost six years' worth of shows. We're speedrunning yeah. this episode. Even though we've been doing it for eight years. Nice. Matter of fact, we're pretty much on our anniversary. Really? Yeah, we the first show we dropped uh, came right after Dylan's birthday in June 2013. Oh, wow. So we're, we're right at our eight-year anniversary, so 300th episode, happy anniversary. Woo! Yay. Now, as you two know, and perhaps loyal listeners of this podcast do as well, my favorite form of entertainment is professional wrestling. Yes. We've talked about it on multiple shows, some earlier this year, and we're going to do it once again today. Okay. Sound good? Uh, sure. We're going to be taking a look at a bit of the King of the Ring pay-per-view from 2001. Nice. Just, okay. just two months after you were born, Alex. Nice. Uh, actually, uh, the 20th anniversary of it is the day that we are recording this, June 24th. It'll, nice. actually, it'll actually be going up on the 27th, I think. Hi. But we're right there at the 20th anniversary of this. Now, we're not going to watch the whole show. We're just going to watch a bit of it. Okay. But, um, of course, King of the Ring is a uh, was. It's not a current WWF slash WWE pay-per-view. Uh, it featured mainly, as the name implies, the King of the Ring tournament, although there would always be other matches as well. And, of course, the pay-per-view is... Uh, one that featured many historic moments, including the birth of Austin 316 and the night that Mick Foley took the fall off of and through the Hell in the Cell. Nice. And, of course, the King of the Ring tournament itself has crowned a number of very well-known uh, wrestling champions, including uh, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H. Um, Edge would win it in 2001, the year that we're watching now, and uh, the year prior, Kurt Angle won it. Nice. Now, Kurt Angle uh, is going to be featured in the match we're watching. All right. And Kurt Angle was something of a wrestling savant. He'd only been in wrestling a little over two years at this point. Um, he legitimately won the gold medal in the Olympics uh, in Atlanta in 1996 with a broken neck, just like you always hear. That's not a wrestling angle. That was for real. And oh, uh, he finally uh, began professional wrestling in 1999, I believe. And he spent a little bit of time in what was passing for <clears throat> Memphis territory at the time, which was basically like a... a, a, a a minor league or developmental system, among other things. Yeah. I mean, it operated its own shows, but it, it it worked with the WWE, which was WWF at the time. So I'm just, look, it was WWF at the time the show we're watching and the time we're talking about. So I'm gonna call it WWF. I. But y'all know I'm talking about what is now WWE. Yes. Yep. But anyway, the Memphis territory was basically a, a farm system for the WWF at the time, where wrestlers uh, could go down and train and, and get used to working in front of crowds and whatnot before they were ready to come up to the big show. And, and also wrestlers who were coming back from injury might go down there to work off some ring rust and whatnot. Uh, but Kurt, after his training, spent a few months there, and he made his debut in the WWF at Survivor Series 99. Mm-hmm. And then within his first full year in the WWF, he would win first the Intercon- uh, I'm sorry, the European Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, of course, the King of the Ring in 2000, and then in October 2000, he would win the WWF Championship from The Rock at No Mercy. Nice. And he would uh, he would only hold it long enough to lose it back to Rock uh, just in time for Rock to, in turn, drop the title to Steve Austin at WrestleMania 2001 and begin his ill-fated heel turn that sort of was the uh, the end of the last great wrestling boom. But I think we've talked about that before and we can talk about it again someplace else. I'm just giving a little bit of backstory here. Yeah. Um, Kurt Angle would uh, remain... A major player in the company, though, even after losing the world title, he would eventually have much, uh, many more world title runs, including uh, beating Steve Austin in the wake of 9-11, when Steve Austin was a heel and, and about to be the big American hero, winning the gold. Nice. Um, 
but at at this point, he would uh, like I say, he'd still be a main eventer, still be a major player, but not necessarily in the world title picture. Um, he would come back at King of the Ring 2001 to defend his championship and wrestle in the tournament. Uh, but he would also wrestle another match, and that's the one we're going to talk about. He uh, is going to have a, or did have, a street fight with Shane McMahon. Okay. Now, a street fight is uh, akin to a hardcore match or a uh, no-holds-barred match, sometimes it's called. Yeah. Uh, the only real difference is in a modern-day hardcore match, which is just basically another name for a false anywhere match, Weapons are allowed, interference is allowed, no count outs, no disqualifications, false count anywhere in the building or even outside. In a street fight, you get to do all that other stuff, but the finish has to come in the ring, which right. is kind of silly if you think about it. But that, yeah. that's sort of the more traditional hardcore match. It was, it was, that was certainly much more common than false count anywhere or modern day hardcore matches for a long time in wrestling. Uh, I don't remember much about it's the build. Street fight. I don't remember much about the build up for uh, Shane and Kurt. I do know that. At this point, Shane was not a full-time wrestler, and, and he never really has been. But in recent years, certainly pre-pandemic, it seemed like he was wrestling much more often than he used to. Uh-huh. But he had a handful of matches at this time. They were all high-profile matches on pay-per-view against uh, X-Pac, a.k.a. Sean Waltman, Test, and Steve Blackman. And in fact, he just had a, a, another street fight with his father at WrestleMania 2001. Nice. Which was a, you know, a pretty good match. And he is, in storyline, the owner of uh, WCW, which was the main competitor for the World Wrestling Federation until the World Wrestling Federation, World Wrestling Federation was able to legitimately purchase them about a week before WrestleMania 2001. Wow. Uh, and ECW, which was the only other thing close to a competitor, had also gone out of business, and WWF was in the process of acquiring you know, whatever was left of that company. So yeah. they're basically the only game in town. But in storyline... Shane McMahon has purchased WCW out from under his father. And so they're trying to set up an interpromotional war, <laughs> try to continue the, the, the so-called Monday Night Wars. And, and they would, for various reasons, it would not turn out the way they wanted to. And that's another story for another time. Right. But I think that's, at least in part, the genesis of the feud between Shane and Kurt. Because Kurt is, at that point, died in the wool WWF and Shane is representing WCW, even though Kurt would actually... I think turn on WWF for a while oh, wow. and then turn back and then you have the baby face run and I think he turned heel again right around the time of the invasion angle ended. Kurt flip-flopped a lot. Sounds like it. But anyway, uh, going into King of the Ring 2001, he was, I I guess Kurt was actually a heel at this point. Okay. And I think initially maybe the idea was to set up Shane and WCW as the baby faces in the feud. Uh-huh. Because of course the headliner for WWF was Steve Austin who had just turned heel and Triple H who had continued to be a heel. Yeah. Triple H actually got hurt a couple weeks before this. Torres Quad still finished the match and really gutsy performance and what's considered one of the greatest matches in Raw history as Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho would win the tag team titles from Austin and Triple H. Yeah. Um, but that apparently messed up some booking and forced uh, Austin to defend the title against both Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit in a three-way match, which is the other standout match from this show. Nice. But we're just going to watch the street fight. Oh. This show sounds like it was packed with a lot of stuff. And of course, Angle would, I think he would make it to the finals against Edge. I think, I think McMahon actually interfered and helped Angle win his first match that evening. Oh, he wants Angle to have to keep wrestling, so he's, you know, worn out for his street yeah. fight. Um, but Edge would go over and get his first King of the Ring in what was really his first singles run of what became a, you know, a Hall of Fame career that he's just recently continued as he came back uh, last year at the Royal Rumble. Nice. But again, we're going to focus on uh, Shane and 
Kurt Angle in the street fight. And yes. you guys have never seen this match as far as I know. I may have shown it to you before, but I obviously don't. You I have even, no memory. You weren't even born when it first happened. And Lexi, you were just a babe. Yeah. So, for all intents and purposes, this is y'all's first viewing of it. So I mainly want to get y'all's reactions to it. I'm going to lay out a bit and let y'all say what you want to say. Uh, we've got it queued up on the cock. Uh, if you're going to watch along with this, set up whatever media you have it in. I don't know if it's on any of the collection DVDs. I'm sure it was on the King of the Ring DVD from that year, of course, and if there's any King of the Ring collections that may be on there. Yeah. I probably still got the VHS for it down in the basement. <laughs> uh, whether it's labeled or not is another story. But anyway, on a Peacock, I'm going to give you a time cue, and of course we'll count you down if you want to watch along with us. And if not, as always, we're going to try to keep it entertaining enough that you don't need to. Sound good? Yeah. Alright then. I, I don't know if I can captions on yet. I might have to do that still. So, uh, of course, I have it at 1 hour, 39 minutes, and 4 seconds. The uh, the video package sort of detailing the feud between Shane and Kurt just ended, and the little King Ring graphic just swooped off the screen, and we have, like, the shot at the entrance way. And Alex walked away for a second, so I'm not going to start quite yet. You ready to go? Yep. All right, so for anybody watching along, try to sync up with us, and I'll try to give a couple more cues since it's hard to get exact exact since everybody's not necessarily watching on the same thing. What, yeah. what, what's funny, y'all? I was talking about my drink. I froze a drink by accident and now I'm enjoying it while watching this. Well, at least you're enjoying podcast. it still. Alright, so anybody watching along with us, we are watching the street fight, or they may have called it the No Holds Barred match, whatever. The wild brawl between Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon at King of the Ring 2001, which uh, is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year. So again, one hour, 39 minutes, four seconds. I'm gonna count three, two, one, and on play, we can all play. So uh, maybe I should put the caption. Can I put captions on yet? Yeah, yeah I put that. Let me make sure my captions are on. All right, so are we ready then? Yes. One hour, 39 minutes, four seconds. We're gonna be playing on my countdown. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. Nice. And you see the big king of the ring, almost like an electric chair on the set. They used to do that, have these actual physical set, sets built for the different pay-per-views. Nice. And Shane McMahon's dancing his way out. It's the owner of WCW, the caption says. Again, that's just storyline, I mean. It looks like a nerd. Vince and the WWE, and WWE well, I guess it was WWFE Incorporated at this point, because I'm pretty sure they've gone public already. Nice. I do not know the history of wrestling. And originally, Titan Sports was the parent company, and then they changed to WWFE, World Wrestling Federation Entertainment Incorporated, when they were public. He looks like some dude who just got off like his high school football Shane team. McMahon graphic just like came that. up on the screen saying WCW owner and owner away. I don't like Shane McMahon's mocking of Kurt's kryptonite. I assume that's Paulie saying that because Jerry Lawler wasn't doing commentary at the time. It was Jim Ross and Paulie, the erstwhile owner of ECW. Nice. And here we go, back to the rings. Kurt Angle, as soon as he steps out, I'll say it to try to sync everybody up. His music's playing. We're zooming in. There he is, Kurt Angle. Legitimately one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, and definitely one of my favorite wrestlers at the time. He looks Interesting like outfit. Oh, I like the singlet. I always like singlets for wrestlers. He, he played kind of a nerdy character for a while. The, the three eyes, intensity, intelligence, and integrity. Drink your milk. He did a really good skit, because also one time drove a beer truck during the Attitude Era and sprayed beer on Vince McMahon and whatnot. And when Kurt and Steve were feuding, Kurt came out and had a milk truck and sprayed milk on everybody. Nice. Boom, spirit from Kurt Angle and gets us started right away. Here we go. That was a very quick start. Uh, take over. 
little bit of amateur wrestling honestly, sort of things. Honestly, the, this, this, this looks Shane's like how wearing. the match would go off. That's what Shane always wears, the, the, the workout pants and some sort of custom <laughs> baseball jersey. It honestly oh looks like... Sneakers. He, it honestly looks like he's a high school football player. Maybe not football, but he has some sort of... Maybe he doesn't hockey. belong here sort oh, of no. look. To me, he looks like some. He looks like some kid just came into the ring and then Kurt Angle was like, "You want to fight? Okay, let's go." They just said on commentary that Kurt was robbed from being a two-time King of the Ring by Shane. So I'm thinking Shane probably interfered in the finals with Edge as well. Nice. Which again, if I remember correctly, and I didn't go back and watch this whole pay-per-view before this, I apologize. I think he interfered in Kurt's first match too to help him advance again, sort of tire him out, so he'd have to wrestle more before this match. Nice to know. We play. Yeah. Alright, come on. I, 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 I want to hear what you guys question. think about this as it goes. Why do a lot of wrestlers have boots? But that's standard wrestling attire is boots. Yeah, so no. Sneakers? Yeah, Shane's wearing sneakers. <laughs> well, we, We've moved on from Shane's outfit. I, we're wearing. not here for it. That's that. Yeah, that was a nice little takedown. He just showed up. I'm just there to uh, judge people's fashion, apparently. I think I do that every single wrestling commentary we do. Yeah, but, but boots, that's traditional wrestling, your boots and trunks. Yes, but I want to know why boots. I mean, why cleats for football? Well, they, oh. they don't always wear cleats. If you're on artificial turf, you don't wear cleats. But Shane looks like a character in making WWE Or maybe 2K. you wear a different type of cleats, I should say. <clears throat> Now I must research the history of us, but related shoes. But, I mean, boots are just proper wrestling gear. Why are they called sneakers? Are they good for sneaking? I guess so. They're also called tennis shoes. Facts. Or basketball shoes. Yeah. And those may all technically be, as Shane tried to go down with an amateur position, roll through. He was sneaking in sneakers. But did he do it successfully? No. <laughs> As you can see. So like the technically these are two fairly inexperienced wrestlers. I mean Kurt had only been wrestling, like I say, two years at this point. Uh-huh. Not counting all his amateur wrestling, of course, which he you know, was extensively trained in and experienced in, but it is a bit of a different game. Some of those skills do translate, don't get yeah. me wrong. But He's Kurt, well, Kurt was a uh, Kurt was already busted open too. Kurt was legitimately a wrestling savant. I mean, even more so than the rock. He was probably the one person I saw just get it the quickest as far as being really good in the ring, on the mic, as a character, everything. He just got it all and just took off. He was really something special. Nice. You don't often see performers be this good this fast. Yeah. And again, you know, Shane's never been a full-time wrestler. He'd had a handful of matches at this point, and I can't say how much he trained or not. Yeah. But um, definitely not the two most experienced wrestlers in the world. Kurt with the rollover went What's for the same man roll through. Yeah, so far done a lot of a lot of reversals and takedowns, a lot of amateur style. He's spinning around. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, what's all the spinning? <laughs> Why is he spinning around? I'm saying, man. <laughs> it's like I don't understand what you're trying to do here. But the blood from Kurt early definitely ups the intensity of the match. Yeah. He is very intimidating. Shane is not very intimidating. No. <laughs> Welcome but. to Eyes of Roast Shane the Kurt, entire time. Kurt's starting to go bald there. You can see as he gets down in the uh, amateur position again, like saying Shane, telling Shane to come on. Uh-huh. 
uh, a year from now he would have a hair versus hair match with Edge and get his head shaved and they'd do a fun gimmick where Kurt would come out because in amateur wrestling you wear headgear too if you have knows Rick Steiner one of my favorite wrestlers at one time he and his brother as the Steiner Brothers tag team in the early 90s were my favorite team uh, he would wear the amateur headgear still but Kurt would come out with the amateur headgear holding on his wig <laughs> that was nice. a pretty fun angle nice damn there goes a chain with a bunch of punches. Yep. Some more punches. Lots of punches. Spinning Ouch. elbow. That's kind of nice. Yeah. I like, I like the spinning elbow. Final thing did something I, I enjoyed. Another oh. oh, and there it goes. Back to good angle. going for a German who's just going for the takeover. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, no, I was laughing at the closed captioning. It said waistline takedown. <laughs> nice. I, the announcer may have said that. I'm pretty sure it's a waist lock Ouch. takedown. Uh-huh. Oof. Uh, so right it may just be the captioning messing up. Sometimes you get some funny captions. Y'all know that. That's for sure. I'm pretty sure there's a sign in the crowd that says, I saw Sarah naked. What? Don't know what Crowds Sarah... be wild. <laughs> they're referring to, but... <laughs> I'm just sitting here like... Oh, I liked, I liked uh, Kurt and the referee. They got back in the ring at exactly the same time. Kurt and the coming in to take down Shane. It, it almost looked like that. They were so synchronized. <laughs> yep, I saw Sarah naked, definitely. Ooh. But what's uh it so. doesn't specify beyond that. Oh, you know Don't. the Spanish announced team's getting nervous now. Wait, this is <laughs> Hold it for hold it. Oh this kid, is, how are you doing? It's a no whole bard match. And we're at the table. Oh crap. <laughs> They're like, oh no, here goes our table. Get, get what, what are you doing? You can't stop this in no whole oh, bard. Somehow he went over the table. Uh he jumped. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying somehow they did it. They haven't taken down. Well that the table that was yet. the US announcer's table. That was JR uh, and, and Paul Heyman. Ah. They don't they don't, they don't get their table taken out until the Spanish announce table's been taken out. <laughs> what the ref doing? It's not what's bought. You can't interfere. Being there to supervise. But like, ah, rah, rah, now, rah, rah. At this point, Jerry Lawler, who was Ooh, the uh, companion to JR and probably the best Big pro step. wrestling broadcast team ever, had walked Ooh, out after his wife at the time, Stacy Carter, had been fired and Paulie fresh off running ECW had come in to take his place and I liked uh, JR and Paulie together it was a little bit more of a realistic sports type presentation uh-huh. and that's no disrespect to JR and King who I love and you know I'll admit it, are definitely one of the, the best stick. teams yeah yeah that's usually called a kendo stick I assume that's its real name but you know wrestling has a tendency to use its own name for things yeah they used to call it a Singapore cane in ECW interesting but I think it is a legitimate thing. martial arts weapon, at least a training weapon, if nothing else. Possibly. They become they become common in wrestling, especially in anything goes matches. Yeah. Of course, it's Walt. Well, anything goes here, so I guess Shane would have to follow him. There's no countouts. <laughs> oh, I like that where he just came up from behind the barricade. Yeah. That was well shot. Starts as his wrestling, continues on, gets a plane ticket, flies somewhere else, continues the match. Can you well, that's sort of like that's sort of like the uh, what the hardcore title became once they initiated the twenty four seven rules and what's now the twenty four seven title and all that silliness. That's sort of reminiscent of that. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd go as far as the plane, but to to just start in the ring and end up... How you guys elsewhere. like to do with the, with the cheetah print shirt? I didn't see them. 
<laughs> See? It stands out. One muscle that like changes the name and the appearance, gets a wife and kids. Seven years later, it's a jump out. <laughs> no, the, the match didn't officially <laughs> end. They come back at one of the big shows. <laughs> like, we didn't finish. So, seven years later, jumps out of nowhere, attacks, and like, wins. You just get a white, what, what, they, they just, like, they, uh, they, they like transition. <laughs> There's a different gender next time. Completely just different a complete person. change. <laughs> the other wrestlers got, like, a... He had an accident or something, had an arm amputated. There's two completely different people than there were before. And the match finally continues. Finally. Well, it took them a minute, though. Maybe one of them has to wear an eye patch for some reason. <laughs> That'd be dedication to a storyline. <laughs> yes, yes, it would be. Back into the ring. Somebody's got a sign that says Shave Vincent with an arrow pointing down to them. Interesting. Okay. Pushes the up. Bridge up. Come on down. You know, I want to be up. No down. Ouch. No up! <laughs> He's using everything he possibly can to try to get him down. But cannot keep him down. Back under the ring. You can see the old WWF Scratch logo both on the ring apron and in the corner there. Sometimes that's blurred out. I see trash things. I think it's more often than not the logo before this, the more blocky style logo. <laughs> yeah. But of course because of the lawsuit with... The World Wildlife Fund, who also had a claim on the WWF initials. Yeah. Apparently, I think we've talked about this before, but like WWF had the right to use it, and World Wrestling Federation had the right to use it in the U.S., mm-hmm. and they had a settlement, but once the internet became such a big thing, there was like WWF.com, then it became more murky, and eventually it got to where they couldn't use it at all, and that's when they changed to WWE. What's even using? Some kind of a sign, like a parking sign, or... Hmm, let's say I have wood, I have that's trash a cans. a metal sign. Yeah. I'll use a sign. I'm sure the signs don't feel good. A thin metal sign. No, it's not the best weapon. It probably makes a lot of noise, though. Yeah. That dude has a camera. Take his camera. Test it. The photographers have cameras, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, take his camera and use it as a weapon. I guess I'm thinking you could do that. At King of the Ring 93 in the WF title match between Hulk Hogan and Yokozuna, as we see Shane putting on the ankle lock, that's Kurt's finishing hold. They did a finish where uh, Harvey Whippleman was dressed up as a ringside photographer and he came in and did the camera and flash fire at Hulk Hogan, blinding him in the storyline so Yokozuna could take him down and win the title back. Nice. I was going to say, I guess in theory they could take the camera and use it, but I assume if they broke it, they'd have to replace it. DDT from Shane. And that may not be so cheap. I'm sure those cameras cost a fair bit. Yeah. But the WWF could afford it. Oh, yeah, I bet they could. If, if that's what they want their performers to do. I mean, the, those video cameras have been used, and those are those are probably, you know, $40,000 cameras at the time. Though so they could afford to replace it, I don't think they want to spend it. I, I, I may be pulling that number out of my ass, but I always remember hearing those things were really expensive at the time, so... I maybe bet they're, they're not, still Maybe they're not that expensive. Maybe not that expensive, but expensive. I don't know. Isn't it advanced to have, like, knee pads and stuff? Who's the announcer in the hat? They are. Jim Ross. Why don't like, every wrestler have, like, knee pads and elbow pads? He's the lead announcer for AEW now. He just bought a knee pads. Like, knee pads would help. Would help. 
I just, I, I just want to bring something up not related to this sport, but recently I, I was on TikTok, on Tony Hawk's TikTok, and Tony I just Hawk? kept, yeah, and I just kept seeing videos of him on the ramps or whatever, and when he'd m- mess up a trick, of course, he'd try to fall properly, and he'd just land on his knees and so satisfyingly slide down. Do you know, Tony Hawk is my favorite quote-unquote celebrity. Nice. My favorite celebrity, my favorite quote-unquote celebrity. Yeah. Why is he quote-unquote celebrity? He's a celebrity. He's he Tony is. Hawk. But yeah, he's Tony Hawk. <laughs> Even Tony Hawk sits there and makes fun of all the times he's not recognized. I mean, Tony Hawk was well-known when I was a kid. Mm. <laughs> and all the times he gets called old. Lily, like the I don't think he's that much older than me. I'm pretty sure he... I mean, Skating was a young man's game. I'm sure he wasn't that old at the time. Yeah. The only thing I know about Tony Hawk is the video games. Right. I'm and, and I'm not saying games. older folks can't skate. What I'm saying is it wasn't common for it to be populated mainly by younger skaters at the time. Like, yeah. Like, teenagers. Yeah. Maybe very early 20s. Yeah, like Jason Lee, Brody from Lawrence, he was a pro skater before he was an actor. I did not know that. Morris was his first acting role ever. Nice. <laughs> nice. Skating what, school, but what I is a never. pro skater? Somebody who's paid to skate. <laughs> How did you get paid to skate? There were competitions, just yeah. like any the other sport. Skating sports. competitions? Yes, yeah. it, it is a sport. Look, I just think of skateboarding. And, and I mean, and not only competitions, but I'm sure there are exhibitions too where they go on mm-hmm. tours and just show off. I mean, it's just like any other <clears throat> pro sport, be it football or golf or hockey or professional should be at wrestling. The skating should be at the Olympics. Mm. Okay. Is it not? I wouldn't be surprised if it is by now. There's a lot of sports. I don't know about skateboarding. Well, I know know figure figure skating. skating. I I wouldn't be shocked if skateboarding was in the Olympics. Of of course, there was the X Games, which was like the extreme version of the Olympics. It was part of those. Those always seem interesting to me. I don't think I ever watched them. I don't know if you did or not. I never really watched them. I might check out a little bit. He's going to go to the top and splash him. Attempt to, anyway. Ooh, the trash can is close. Let's catch him in the trash can. This stole Oscar's house and destroyed it. I mean, Kurt's clearly holding it there. Mm-hmm. He's still trying to move fall. like this. Mm-hmm. Up on the top. There we wall. go. Oh, no. The, oh. Ouch! Everything about See, that now, that case, Kurt having to hold it actually makes it make a little more sense because he's setting Shane up. Mm-hmm. Why is Kurt holding it? He just moved. Oh no, he was setting Shane up. So Shane's not The fact seems that Shane flashy. took so long but missed, it, mm-hmm. it helps. Shane, Shane seems a bit flashy. Yeah. With yeah. his moves. Seems fitting. I'm saying this is a street fight, and I'm not saying a single street. We might have seen a street sign. <laughs> I'm so Facts. disappointed. I was expecting streets. There's a there's a no rules, no disqualification. Uh-huh. Well, like I said, that, that was the common nomenclature for a, uh, yeah, some, usually when you have a no disqualification match, it didn't get quite this wild. Yeah. A lot of times you have the street fight and guys would come out dressed more like Shane. They, you know, even if there were guys who wore trunks and boots, normally they'd come out in like jeans and cowboy boots and fists taped up. Uh-huh. That's what you see in street fights a lot. But again, street fight, uh, no disqualification, no holds barred, hardcore, falls count anywhere. They're all basically the same, other than, like I say, in a falls count anywhere, and most modern hardcore matches, falls count anywhere. And the other variations on the match, you have to get the decision in the ring. So, pretty much the same, except for a couple of details, then, though. 
Yeah. Let's play a street fight because it's called street fight. Street fight. It's just different Why ways to say Yeah, but the audience is in this area. So? And these people paid for the show. They're just saying it's not It's not a, uh, a, a fair athletic competition. It's going to be a down and dirty street fight. Anything goes. Like, you know. I want streets, okay? Two guys out fighting in the streets. Yeah, but if they go out to the street, then the paying fans aren't seeing it. Uh, I will be coming back my money. And, and, and you, then you just have random people on the street getting a free In show. their hardcore match at, I believe it was St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which was in February of 99. Yeah. Al Snow and Bob Holly fought out to the Mississippi River. Interesting. Nice. Vertical suplex in the aisle. Yep. Oh, my ass. He, he, he's my uh, Olympic have some ass. During this match. Does Kurt have America's ass? No. Yes. This is pre-Cap. Cap was in the ice at this point. True. <laughs> but still. He currently has America's ass. <laughs> Only he until Cap cl- comes back, though. As soon as Cap comes, his ass will be taken from his body and put on Cap. It's a magical ass. It's a transport to whoever deserves it. There's this like good shot of it if you don't want to check it out. It's like me old Now I get Shane's butt again. Yeah, we would. He pulled back his ass. So does Kurt just lose his ass altogether, or just lose the uh, gloriousness of it? <laughs> so I guess. The gloriousness of a better term. <laughs> so the, the aura is gone. So so. It's be as good. So the ass is the glorious purpose now. All right, guys. I don't want to lose you too much, going. but I, I feel like the match is picking up now that we're out of the ring. Starting okay. to use the. Uh, <clears throat> throw him into the screen. There. Set up there. Throw them into the screen. Break the screen. It's only like a thousand dollar screen. I was gonna say about how expensive would you say those screens are? I have no idea. Probably at least a thousand dollars. Not even sure I've ever heard that estimated. Absolute minimum, I'ma say. <laughs> Unless they buy in bulk pixels or something. Is it? It's a decent amount of pixels. I mean, what year is this? Two thousand one. What's Kurt setting up here for? Belly to belly. Years ago. Ooh, I think I've seen this. Right on his head. This part, at least. How have you seen this part? It might have been in like a collection we were watching. Yeah. Either I, I have a really bad memory. A pretty famous match in these two guys' career, certainly in Kurt's WWF career. Uh huh. This is one of the more talked about matches. Not necessarily on the level of Mick and the Hell in the Cell, but similar. Nice to know. But yeah, that was an ugly bump Shane took, and he's not finished. Yeah, they have to like. Five times trying to get him through. Or whatever. Yeah. Two times, but still. That looked painful. Very yeah. painful. I'm not sure if it's more painful to go through it or to be bumped off of it. Um. But at least going through it. Some forces going At least you know it's real glass. I'm going to Look say going cuts. through it because of the I mean, the glass. don't get me wrong, yes, I know wrestlers will intentionally use a, a small blade to cut themselves, but oh they didn't have time to That's do that here. Yeah. And sometimes they do it even places that aren't their head to add the realism, but mm-hmm. there wasn't a chance to do it here. That, that was hard way. That's not in, like, no-cut glass. Uh, well, yeah, Bruce Pritchard claims on something to wrestle that they had... They couldn't use just straight-up sugar glass because of the pyro would make it break. Uh-huh. But they were supposed to use the kind... Oh, here we go again. Oof. Oh, yeah. And then this oh. one has to... Another yeah, it was, it was still easy to break, but it, it... Either they didn't use the right glass or they switched because of the power, but that it was supposed to be easier to break. Nice. And then Bruce is apparently sitting back there at the gorilla position with vents and 
this is the time I think before the referees had earpieces they could communicate to, or maybe they did, and, and Shane and Kurt just refused to stop. Look at that. I'm just yeah, saying that. I don't know if we've seen it yet, but one of them, Shane just comes straight down on his head. Oh. That might have been the, the, the first time they missed with the glass going in. I think with all this but glass. Yeah, this, is just, this is just getting ugly. Is and at this point, any of it that goes Forget in the suplex. Bam. Like that. And that probably hurts cut less. To throwing Shane down to suplex. Yeah. Like I say, not to the level of the brutality of. Hell in a Cell 98, but still one of the more brutal matches I've seen. <laughs> Me being it, like, ah, ah, oof, my foot, when I get a small right. splinter. Them. Just like doing in a pile of glass. It's like, that, have that on. Nice shot from the outside. Oh, they wore back. But then, oh my god. Just tries to make the pin, but no, you gotta do it in the ring. But then, yeah. then see, they, they have to it's keep going with cool. all the glass, Look and then deal with it afterwards. That's just, I mean, this was a that, very good match. I'm just it's saying. Bloody. Uh, well, it, Kurt's it's bloody. Kurt's outfit is ruined. Well-worked match. The two worked hard. It was a very oh. I fell over. Sometimes it I'm can be a little hard to enjoy himself. some of the stuff because like, it just gets cringy, you know? And I, and I know they're choosing to do it for the most part, and I'm not pitting them or anything by any means, but... Sometimes it can be hard to watch a match like this because it's just so cringy and you're like, damn, Part of are they me? just going too far? Oh, oh okay, I think I hate this more than I did that one match that involved a bird, I think. A bird? No, a bird that has had stuff on it. I don't know. That was another match that I once What's saw. What's up, Bob Dwyer? Bomb I, I think that was... I think both were involved in the match, What match have we watched that had a barbed wire board? I'm not saying fully involved. Probably, <laughs> especially with the thumbtacks. I don't know. I just remember that I'm pretty sure there were thumbtacks and barbed wire and a bird involved at various points, and somebody just kept getting injured via those items, and it was bloody, and it made me uncomfy. So, could but I, I think I dislike the glass by the blood. I mean, ugh. the white used the, the equipment cart to get him back to the so ring after blood. all that. The, I mean, that's a mouth because <laughs> he's not the right colors. Blood? Yes. Well, yeah, he's he's the Olympic hero. Yeah. Glass. Just thinking the risk of their eyes too. Oh God, I've had a piece of glass in my eye. Not fun. Don't ask how it happened. I literally so have no idea. I, mean, I appreciate the effort they go to, and this is a very well worked match. And Definitely. Reasons why I could never be a wrestler. But at the same time... One of. It, it, it can be a little uncomfortable to watch a match like this, though. Top ten reasons why I couldn't be a wrestler. And this isn't... I mean, I'm not saying this is even the most brutal match out there. Ooh. But I, I wanted um. to watch it because Kurt's one of my all-time favorites, and we were at the 20th anniversary, so... Dedication. I thought it'd be fun to take a look at it. It's a lot of blood in this like, Technically, you probably have seen it, Alex. I mean, you were around when yeah. I watched it the first time. You were it may not be the most on my lap or something. But no, I'm sure it's not the bloodiest. Oh no! Remember that gusher that Eddie hit that I showed you? Yeah. And that was hard to. I mean, he was up and dancing by the end of it, so he felt like okay. But man, that got hard to watch for a while. I just remember staying. And I've seen matches, of course, where both wrestlers or multiple wrestlers, depending on how big of a match it is, were just pouring blood, like some of the War Games matches. Yeah. So, no, this is not the most bloody or the most brutal match I've seen, but it's definitely, you know, up there. I Anytime I call, I, I think of bloody wrestling matches. I just re remember a story that Grammy would tell me. I don't know what match it was, but she told me how they 
they wanted to go to a show or something. I think they took Mimi. That was the the angle slam. That was Kurt's other finishing move. Nice. My grandmother you're speaking of. Yeah. But what you call it? And, uh, and the and G- Grammy said that they watched the bloodiest match she ever saw. Yeah, Mimi was really into it. Yeah. <laughs> the ones you would never expect. Yeah. Yeah, of course, that's back in, like, the mid-Atlantic days when Flair was tearing it up, and Flair had that long blonde hair, and he'd bleed, and it just gets streaked with blood. Nice. Not saying necessarily that it was Flair that was bleeding. Yeah. But it very well could have been. Yeah. Which Flair's too cool I to don't bleed. Well, the blood just doesn't leave his body. That, there's plenty of evidence to prove wrong on that <laughs> No, it was fake. All fake. They couldn't get him to actually bleed. Do not say fake about wrestling. Facts. Never say fake around wrestling, ever. Don't mention it around the rock. <laughs> it's talking to a wrestler, you say the word fake, sonicking the shit beat out of you. What's worse, jumping in the ring or saying fake? Saying fake a million times. It's it, it look it's a work, but it's not fake. Fact. You, you see the evidence yeah. of it not being fake. Definitely not fake. Yeah, he he had tried freaking There's five been, times told to get him. There's been for the enough part, injuries They may not and be trying to really to hurt each other, but you know that you they're putting themselves yeah. through way too much for you to come out and say it's fake. Exactly. He getting hit with wood. Guys, I know this just took me, like, most of this match, but I would like to confirm that your skateboarding is in the Olympics. It is? Yep. I know it's the Olympics. All right, here we go. What's Kurt got? He set set up a piece of wood. What the platform? What's steady? Oh, that's going to fall. That's going to fall with the weight of both of them. That, that's gonna like in the referee to hold it on off the board oh. from the top rope. Oh, there's glass in the ring from dragging themselves back in. I know that's just. It's just repeated pain. And imagine they ha- if they if they have. Imagine if they they've got pieces of glass in them that they keep hitting on and whatnot. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. Meanwhile, I stubbed my toe and I'm on the floor. Meanwhile, I got a splinter in my toe, potentially a, not my and toe. And that's it. Kirk gets the win. Nice. And at least a measure of revenge. And my foot, and I, I, I couldn't get it out, and I couldn't. Is the ref raising his hand or checking his pulse? All of the above at this point. <laughs> He's like, uh, I gotta do this, but I'm also gonna check for a pulse real quick. I need to confirm I mean, that you're still here with us. Was it too much? Maybe, but it was a hell of a match. It was entertaining. That's for I like, sure. I liked when he had to try five uh, times to get into the glass. I don't think he enjoyed it. Nah. <laughs> he looks oh. dull. So. I just... Mm. I, pop, I feel I as though they were a bit yeah. sore the rest of the day. I don't Oh, oh you days. think? Probably <laughs> the rest of their lives. But oof. I'm sure when I work out for five minutes too much. I mean, yeah, but I think they can manage five minutes of working out, you know? <laughs> they were thrown through glass. Exactly. I think they have a little more tolerance <laughs> than we would. But all that glass, yeah. Oh, no. we're gonna get a replay. I think this is. I think this is the ugliest bump where. Oh no, that's the one we actually went through. I think it was the one right before that when Shane just came straight down with all his weight on his head. This is a pretty cool shot here. That had to be pretty bad. Ooh. Oof, though. That's an oof, though. Yeah. Yeah, big oof. Big oof. Oh, the blood. 
All right, well, I think we're going to uh, wrap this up, keep it a little shorter this week. Uh, I didn't want to go too big, even though it's the 300th episode. I thought we'd have a nice... Chill wrestling Medium episode. length episode. Wasn't chill for the competitors. That's for sure. Nothing about that was chill. All right, so uh, make sure you're checking us out over on YouTube where we're doing our Loki episode reviews every week. Yeah. And, of course, make sure you come back uh, right here next week when the conversation will continue. But until then, I am will continue to be Maddie. Lexi. Dylan. This is Lexi Concluded. Bye. Bye. As he rolls out of the ring.